Awesome. Daylight savings time. Man, there's daylight savings time. Mother. We podcast between the ticks of the clock. Didn't we just have one of these like a year ago? Yes, and it made uh, everything dark in the afternoons. I'm looking forward to this being repealed. Awesome topic. Momocon 2013. This is the awesome Saw Buffcast. Hi, this is John from the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> and I mean that. Wait, who are you fucking? John from the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. Are you addressing this to John? Are you pretending to be John? I'm not... Yes. And, and indeed. I play fighting games. I forgot at... What is it, three in the morning now? Te- technically. Technically, it is in fact three in the Looking for sense is, is a uh, fool's errand, so I will just leave you to continue. All right, here's, here's a lowdown. Hi, I'm Basil, part of the Awesome Cast. The podcast will update one day. <laughs> <laughs> the Once in Future podcast. <laughs> we saw it once upon a time. With me is Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, also the Awesome Cast, and with Rick, this... He's the Rick James of the Awesome Cast. People who will actually make sure this gets released. Dylan. Hi. Yes. Dylan, the man, the myth. I the think hang. I've just committed, like, this is like accepting the EULA. You know, when you install software, I've just committed to getting this released, so... Brilliant move. You've accepted the terms of service. Yes. And finally, the man, the, well... The truth, the Mormon Jesus, Charlie. Yeah, that's right. Bring it down now. We got oh oh Charlie, Mormon Charlie. Oh whoa. Okay, so MomoCon was a convention, short for Mormon Mormon Con Convention. <laughs> that's. They- they love the Mormons so much they put them in the title twice. I just want to point out to all our listeners, we just came from XDR. We're probably, like, most of us, <laughs> most of us are in offensive mode now, and we haven't... And we are largely sober. Momocon actually stands for the word Momo, which in glorious, cool Nippon means peach. Either the fruit or the color. We're not sure. Which is funny, because Momocon isn't really... It's partially an anime con, but it's really more of a multi-genre con that just has heavy anime influences. And I'm sure there is more history to that that I am forgetting. So we went to this con. It's, we're actually still at this con. It's 3... It was 2 a.m. in the morning, now it's 3 a.m., through the magic of daylight savings time. So now you know when we're actually recording this. You can legislate time travel, it's true. It's it's possible. Um, I think there's possibly laws against it now that the sequester is in place. We, Maybe it's not daylight savings. Maybe they cut that. They might have cut... They might have. 
They might have cut that. I am not sure. No, no, no. The they issue was pure, the budgetary no. issues were purely monetary, not temporal. No, no. I think they had not to. F- I think they had to furlough one hour a day. But I think we're down to twenty three. But if we lose daylight savings time, how will Ben Franklin's secret treasure be protected? Huh. Well, crap. Congress never thinks this shit. No, through. they never do. Freaking Obama! I'm tired of that joke. <laughs> Thanks, I, Obama. I, I, I used to make that joke. I mean, I made that joke before it was cool. You know. And then everybody started doing it. They did. It was like, thanks Obamacare, like, everywhere. And I'm like, guys, that was my joke. It was funny when it was ironic. You guys are serious. You stole it from the people who mean it. That was my joke. I liked it. It was, it was funny for, like, a day. Anyway. All right. So I think we, as and we, I mean myself and Kevin, or Kevin and I, in the correct... English parlance. Me and Basil and the strange goat spirit who lives in my hand. I think we started getting to the, um, what's it called? Panels. Before anybody else, because we were here before they were. Yep. Yes. And so the first thing we tried out was the 49ers, Mamas of Sojo. Not to be confused with my sister in Osaka Mama, which is an anime you can watch now on Crunchyroll.com. They make a fine product. They explain what the 49ers has to do with... Yeah, you need okay. to explain a lot of things here. You, right. you, you tossed out a lot of words. Yeah, like, okay. that, that title confused me. There is a... T- Alright, there is a group of ladies in Japan that were born in the year 1949, ah. or Showa 24, the year 24... Of the Showa Emperor. So they're also known as the 20, year 24 group. And they are more or less the founding mothers of shoujo as we know it. Yeah. Ryoko Ikeda, Moto Hagio, and five or six other people no one cares about. Topo Jiju. <laughs> but this panel covered all of them, and pretty well. Um, the lady certainly knew what she was talking about. They, She had clips and manga panels to show off things. It was pretty well ran. Um, she could have talked a little louder in the microphone. But we were in the back, and I think everyone else was near up front, so they probably had no problems hearing her, and that was just Kevin's and mine's problem. Yeah. But it was a good panel. I enjoyed it. I found out Japan has a manga Angelique, not the video game series, the, you know, French romance novel series. It, it exists. Angelique fans, because I know we got a lot of them. Go find it. <sighs> and that was the only panel we saw. That's nah, not true. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's almost true. <laughs> it was right after that time we started actually investigating the convention itself. And this is the first year they've been in the Hilton in downtown Atlanta. It is one of the Dragon Con hotels. I believe last year they were in the Marriott, which is across the uh, across the street. Yep. Yes. Um, I couldn't really tell you which one was better. They're both pretty equally good as far as running a convention in a hotel goes. I think having been to Dragon Con the past five years, I'm kind of used to the layout of the hotels. I feel like, though, like... The layout in this hotel is better. Yes, because I was going to say, like, that was the complaint a lot of the people in our group had last year was... Marriott Marquis has, like, eight different lobbies, and they're not numbered. Every floor is different, and they all have a strange name. So, yes, this, this is actually a nice place. I do like how most of the events are fairly... Located from an outward from a central location. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
They definitely used the space pretty well. They, they did. They, they used space very well. There was overall pretty good flow. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple of choke points, and they did a really good job of having crowd control everywhere around. Yeah, yeah. To make sure that stuff kept flowing well, and they were they used um, those bright green neon like safety jackets so that you knew who was crowd control. I like that. It was very obvious obvious that they were there. They were there to direct flow, and flow was directed henceforth. Flo didn't appreciate being directed, but, you know, she'll get used to it. It's, she, she will have to. I mean, Momocon is a harsh mistress when you do not flow True. the proper flow. Jess will put on the dinosaur costume, and then shit gets real. And real gets shit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of real, that the freaking floor of dealer's room. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been there yet. The dealer's we dungeon. Have, yes. Where they actually took the bottom floor that they had and they interred the entire thing into a dealer's room. You just walk downstairs and our sally. Yeah. It just becomes dealers. As far as the eye can see. Which isn't that far because there's walls. But there's a lot of them. You mm-hmm. could yes. honestly you could use a little pop up mini map. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did get I, I got lost a couple I got lost every time. Like the dealer's room, yeah, it is it is like a it is like a bazaar. Good, yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is actually an excellent... I felt like I was in Aladdin. <laughs> you know. Which the song is supposed to be coming to my head, but it's not. So Kevin was Abu or Princess Jasmine in this scenario? One is going to be more awkward than the other. I thought it was a flying carpet, to be perfectly honest. Oh, that would you're explain. not even a sentient character. That's hey, but based that's sad on you. Flying so carpet is it's sentient. Yeah. It has a personality. I would like to you to take that back. It's not a person. I was gonna say with your fine with your fine facial hair, you might want to just call Jafar now. Hey, you know the original Arabian Nights. He was a good guy. <laughs> but as far as stuff. In the dealer's room, there was a ton. Holy crap. Such a selection you have never seen. As if we were Prince Ali. Fabulous, Fabulous is he. Ali, Ali, Ali of blah, blah, blah. blah. Or Ali Something of words, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Who's Gundam kill count is three. Blah, blah, Prince blah. Ali. Wait, wrong. Prince Ali. Um... <laughs> But it's it was it was a, aside from it being a crazy smorgasbord of layout craziness, and I and I think that the trick is is most dealers' rooms have an obvious in- entrance door and an obvious exit door. Yes. And the entrance and the exit for this were both staircases. <laughs> yeah. And so it was kind of like going you know traveling in a role playing game. Where you go down, you're in a dungeon, and you get to the stairs, and you get to the next level, and you can't proceed until you find the next set of stairs. And the mm-hmm. stairs are, like, in the center of the room, so you kind of have to, like, there's not not a point of reference. In fact, the exit stairs are not very far away from the entrance stairs. You just can't tell at first. So you keep walking around and trying to figure out, have I been here before? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, your natural response is, ooh, there's dealers in front of me. I'm going to go yeah. out and meet them and maybe spend money. Not a whole lot of videos, shitloads of figures and plushies. Mm-hmm. 
But once you get in there, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many dealers. Wait, where did I come from? Yeah. Have I passed this booth before? And that's when things start getting in, and they're all figures and plushies. So it all kind of runs together. Which, I mean, most dealers' rooms do, but also you've got that big, you know, thing in the middle that's the staircases, but they're not obviously the staircases. Mm. They're like, it's like, you know, a big column. So it's, it's an interesting layout, and I think they did the best they could with it. Yeah. yeah. It's just a weird spot yeah. to begin with. You know, I, I can't help but think, the, like, the easiest way, without having to redesign the layout, the easiest thing that they could do to fix that would be to at least have, like, maybe half a dozen reference points in the dealer's room where it's where they just have a map of the dealer's room and a you are here. So you can orient yourself depending on where you're trying to get. My only... Wonder about that is a matter of space. Yeah. Because there were lots of dealers and there was always lots of people. And that's the other trick. Was that this was a very crowded dealer's room. True. Yes. True. Yeah. And I think, the only way, to, and I don't think there's any way, better way to maximize the flow they already had going. The only way they could do it to create more space would be to have less dealers. And so that's going to be a question of, and I could be wrong. Maybe they can better maximize the flow. Maybe they can reorient things so that they can fit in more walking space and browsing space and still keep the same number of dealers. Possibly. I don't know. I am not a dealer de- dealer's whiz. I know that Jess from Omicron is, so therefore yeah. I assume that she already knows what she's doing. So that must be the best solution already. And if we and if you basically I mean if they're here next year and we see an improvement in the flow, it's I mean that's just because it's the second year, right? They know what to expect, and they've they've now seen the choke points, they've seen the confusion, yeah. and they can better figure out ways to do it. That said, they had really good signage throughout the rest of the con. Mm-hmm. Yes, even if it's just MomoCon plastered every it freaking seems where, like they're kind of branding it in that sense. Like you know, a lot of cons you walk around and it's like any other con, but you know that's seems like an attempt to. Brand it. You ha- yeah, you have no question that you're in MomoCon. Yes. Yeah. At all. Momos. They've got Momos their- everywhere. Which is cool. Yeah, they- Especially using can- the Dragon Con hotels, I'm sure that's yes. yeah. kind of... Well, I mean, because you can go to a lot of conventions and walk around the space, uh, you know, it's another section of the convention space, and have no idea that there's a convention going on. Yes. You know, unless there's somebody in costume near you, you could be you could fool yourself into thinking... Oh, I, you know, I'm just in this convention building, but yeah, you know, no anime convention going on. So the the branding is nice. I also really do like, in, um, on, at least on the second floor, I'm sure there's on other floors, they've got their computerized little touch screens with maps on them. And you can actually touch the rooms that they play the schedule over it. It'll actually give you like a, a dotted line to tell you where to go. Holy crap, that's cool. It is really cool. And of course, that, I'm sure that's just a feature of the hotel. I want to but, say there were a couple of those like that at GMX, because I remember yeah. messing with those. Although that one was weird, because it kept trying to send you in weird directions. This one, we did, we, we, we got bored, and we tested it out for a little bit. We're like, ooh, what, what we have to press this one? Ooh, that's neat. I've seen some people using it, though. Or at least certainly looking at the schedules, the posted little video schedules. That's very cool. I did not know that. But you have the good old-fashioned paper schedule if you want that, too. Yes, paper s- schedules are very nice, GMX. <laughs> Looking at you, Nico. 
calling you out, son. I actually think their their app is really nice, and they released it several weeks beforehand. I went through and marked stuff down. The problem is when you don't own a smartphone. That is true. Like, but I've I've found their app pretty easy. So you're saying the Momocon app, and not the GMX app, is easy to use. I cannot remember what the GMX app app was. I don't want to make a statement about that. I just it was. How do you think? You can assemble GMX to better welcome your robot overlords. I don't know. I would, like I said, I do not remember what the GMX app was like. But this, they had it weeks beforehand. I could go through, mark down everything I wanted to do, and then forget about it until the con actually started. Okay. Well, in that case, how would you best better? How would you better prepare Momocon for your the arrival of your mm-hmm. robot overlords? Rathazog and Kilowog and Two yaks and a dog. I d- so you're saying I don't know what you're So you're saying Momocon is already perfectly prepared for a robot invasion. I Well they got peaches. So I'm, they do, although I could have swore robots eat old people medicine for food. They do. But I, I don't know if that medicine is made for peaches. Some of it. Peaches um, versus uh, robots is like the new plants versus zombies. Hmm. Uh, this is sounding way too topical, guys. Yeah. Um, and peaches come from a can. They again, were put there by a man. It's three thirty. I'm downtown. even more painfully literal than normal. You so, are painful. Yes, I am. So when Dylan's Reaper indoctrination forces him to betray us to those mechanical overlords, um, Momocon is ripe for Let's the Let's be honest. He's not being forced to betray us. Plucked like a peach, or in the words of Cool Nippon, Momo. Yeah, yeah, that was a joke. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Bringing it back around. So the next panel I went to was New Media Entertainment, which is at 7 p.m. When did y'all get in? Uh, Eight, nine-ish. I mean, there was... About the time that I saw you from behind. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there was the... There was the getting to downtown Atlanta, there was actually finding the parking space, and there was... Parking... Uh, we went We went through the self-parking, spent 20 oh. minutes in self-parking, going through every level. Found before, nothing. Before we figured out that there are, were no spaces, because the spaces there were either handicapped or under construction, they charged us $6 to leave without parking. We went to the valet parking. The valet parking was full, but the guy suggested, hey, you could try the self-parking. I'm like, No! No, that is a that is a that is a horrible trick. You are trying to kill us and loot our bodies. We will find other parking. Thank you. Yep. Did you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's much, good. Much cheaper parking. Probably more hobos, but still. They just keep your car warm. Yeah. So I went to New Media Entertainment, which was about um, role playing games and you know marketing and. Using newer media like social media and stuff to market your tabletop role playing games. Oh, cool! And the reason why I know this is because uh, my GM that I get to game with is a na- man named Sean Patrick Fannin, name dropping, and he's got a role playing setting called Shine Tar that's very cool. It's very high fantasy. Uses the Savage World system, and he's publishing it this year. And he's been in the role playing game for years, twenty years, probably longer than I have. Either gamed or been alive. It's one of the two. But he's been Maybe gaming both. He's been gaming for a long while and he knows his stuff. 
and I wanted to go to his panel to, you know, support my bro. And it was, he knows what he's talking about, and he talked. And there was some other guy who ran a ninja, has a ninja game, which looked pretty cool. Except for the random Chinese. But it had a really neat, it took neat aspects of both, like, White Wolf games and Palladium games. It had cool Palladium charts. Yeah. But a, a more of a White Wolf sense of graphic design and layout of the book. Oh, yeah. cool. So it looked nice, and it had cool charts. But unlike Palladium, you didn't have to know your mother's maiden name. Did it? It was its own system, not like... It, it seemed like, at a glance, D20. a variation of D20. Okay. Hmm. But still, it definitely had its own flavor to it. Uh, I I just glanced at the book. I really didn't read the book. But it looked interesting. Something I would not mind trying. So, as far as the, the new media and marketing part of it, how did... Like, what was that like? Um, a, a big thing is nowadays is that you're in the realm of social media and therefore you have great ways of connecting with your customer base. So you need to connect with your customer base. But this is one of those things that you want their support, so therefore you need to go out and reach them. Which sounds simple when you say it, but a lot of people will just throw their stuff out and go, why isn't it selling? What's going on? And it's a case of there's so much stuff out there, and there's so much people already doing social media, you've got to make sure that you stand out and that you connect with your potential people in order to make that happen. Was it the, the type of thing that could be applicable to be to things outside of tabletop games? I think it, it could okay, be. Okay, so uh, it wasn't like that niche a panel, even though the title kind of right. sounds, or the description right. sounds like. Hmm. And his following panel was the four C's of the 21st century pro and fan, which was a neat, which he had a neat acronym for it, but it was... Similar things on how to develop your stuff and how to get yourself out there. It was a different take on some of the same things, some different things. I didn't get to go to as much that fan panel. I got to the very tail end of it. Um, because, you know, full disclosure, I'm also a part of Hamacon. So I also run around and talk to other cons and things and go, Hey guys, how's it going? And I did that a lot this con too. So I, I'm, Podcaster by really, really late at night. Anime guy by day. It's my life. My curse. Superhero right around noon. And then I went to Kimono the Basics. Where you get to learn the basics of wearing a kimono. What did y'all do? Um, I think we went to Artist Alley 101, which kind of did and kind of didn't happen. Like, the people who were supposed to run it were no shows, but instead of canceling it to the people that had shown up, am I, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, no, okay. no I'm, I'm, to the people that had had shown up to just watch it, since they were fairly veteran artist alley people, decided to go ahead and just sort of do a round table kind of discussion. Um, it was uh, it was decently interesting. Um, a lot of it was sort of about the, well, quite a bit of it was just sort of the business side of, you know, how to price your material, yeah. how to gauge what's, you know, how to, how to sort of keep records on what you've sold so you can determine 
market demand and you know whether or not you need to organize a organize yourself as a business versus you know just buying an artist table um, that really, sort of thing I'm really curious what the original panel would have been like but um, this was very interesting because we've known people who've talked about doing artist alley you know moving from convention to artist alley and it's really interesting to see people who are doing it and they are you know extremely hardcore about it um you know, like it—it it is a business. They're recouping the cost it takes to come here. This is not just like a hobbyist sort of thing. And then uh, after that, we all went to Kawata Shoujo, not a typical visual novel. Oh, it's not typical because it's crap. I don't know. No, actually, actually we all I, I don't know enough about it to say that. We didn't it really go to the panel. A strange thing. Look, if I was going to play a visual novel, I'll play Persona 4 Arena, because I'm John and like fighting games. Oh, baseball. No, we went to the paint train. I kind of had to. It's my panel. Where I show crazy clips, much like anime hell. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Be honest. I, I am I am so tired of your bullshit. Oh god, boy, I think you should be on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I actually thought that may have been the best pain train to date. Hmm. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the one at Hamacon. That one that one was really good. I am I I think the the hard gate clips. There's only so many of those I can watch before it's just like. It's a guy walking around acting crazy. Yeah, but that one particularly told a story. Yes. Well, that's why I segmented it up, because it was actually 30 minutes long. Um, and I Thank put, God that you actually segmented it. Yes. Or I would have probably pulled my own eyes out. Like, And the reason why I segmented well, A, because of that, um, and B, the reason why I showed those particular clips is because we'll get this later on. Mark and Drew, who run XTR, which is a very similar panel, they also use Hardgate clips. And I wanted to make sure I did not use the same hard gate clips. So I picked something I knew that I cut myself. Mm. And when they originally released the stuff, there was a thing, a Bakage or Baka Edge, um, where the guys who fans of all the hard gate stuff. And some of it got thrown on YouTube, some of it's pulled down on YouTube, but the released fans of versions you could just download. But if you didn't catch it as soon as it released, you wouldn't get it. Ah. Like, you can't find the hard gay drama thing on a website now. It's really hard. You have to find a YouTube rip or something. Hmm. And I just happened to catch it as soon as it came up, which is pretty impressive because it happened about two years ago. And it was actually dirt. It was actually right before, um, North Alabama when, uh, we lot, we had the hurt, the tornadoes and I knocked our power out for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I downloaded it right before that hit. And by the time I came back into town after Power Restored, the link was gone. Oh, wow. So I was really lucky to find, to have the, the full link thing when I did. And so I cut it up into pieces so I could show it on a panel. And it also sort of gives me, it sort of gives me a framing device so that I can use it to sort of tell a continuous bits throughout the It's uh, not panel. just a random. Right. Uh, there is, there is a method to the madness. A lot of it is freeform, where I'm like, well, this would be a cool clip. And some things will just pop into my brain 
for example, playing the Bill O'Reilly thing against Cy and Gangnam style. Yes. Then immediately follow with Crispy Crunch, but then use it as an ex- expose to make fun of Bill O'Reilly. That that was that was masterfully done. And that was literally I'm like, I'm gonna do this now. <laughs> and I, uh, it's not it's not pain pain without Crispy Crunch. No, it's not. <laughs> they they've sort of become a new stalwart group, and hopefully they keep making stupid music videos. Douchebag, stupid and douchey is the universal language. Yes. Everyone speaks douche. It's true. Nah. And that was that was Friday. That was a Friday. That was Friday. Mm-hmm. That was a Friday. That was a Friday. To be reckoned with. And then Saturday happened, and I slept. Awesome. And then we woke up, and then we realized we had an interview to do. Yes. With, um... The esteemable, the amazing, the Canadian, uh, Mark Mir. That, ah, man's the, brilliant. The voice of the male Commander Shepard and tons of Bioware flun- uh, flunkies. Like the unscrupulous merchant from <laughs> Dragon Age Origins. And that was a fun 16-minute interview. Yes. I, he, it, and as soon as we were done, I was made like, crap, we really need to get him on for like an hour. He's a really cool guy. Like, I was kind of sad on how cool he was. I was real. I'm like, man, I kind of want to hang out with this dude. Yes. And that doesn't always happen with voice actors. No. I mean, yes, it does, because we love them all. Well, I mean... Never break manana. Those, well, no, you can, you can like... Okay, I guess there's a difference between liking people. Yeah, those like, are oh, not... they're nice people, and... Holy crap, we have a lot of interests in common. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, put us in Mark, a room for a few hours and we will be best friends. Mark is a, Mark Mir, he's a geek, he's a gamer. He's, he's, he does it all. He's one of us. <laughs> I, I thought, my, the thing that really came away, I was like, oh, that's really neat and interesting, and I'm sure that at some point you'll hear the interview anyways. But when he mentioned that he was actually working with Bioware to create the unique sounds for all the aliens. Like, he was more than just a voice actor. He was also yeah. working with them to create the actual audio language of the series. Yeah, he uh, he did his Vortcha impression at the Q&A panel later. <laughs> like, And that was, I thought that was like, wow, okay, he's more than just a voice actor. That was, that was impressive. I was, oh. not, I was not guessing that was going to happen. Sometimes you'll see, especially in anime, a lot of them will do ADR work. They'll do, you know, directing. Mm-hmm. But to hear... Oh, I worked with the audio engineers to create the unique sounds that's the major bits of storyline, you know, world building in the game. That that was like, well, crap, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I also showed up the Q&A in Commander Shepard armor. The N7 nice. armor. And I, uh, I, I really enjoyed hearing him talk about his improv career. I, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Because dude's been doing it for forever. Once again, apparently voice actors who are really good comedians are just extra awesome people. It's true. As we learned with the Rob Paulson interview with at uh, GMX. Thanks, Nico. Do a good job with that con. That's one good thing he's done for us in his entire life. We expect for that to happen again. Yeah, he's raised the stakes. Now we have expectations. Charlie's just letting his feud get in the way. It's not a feud. It's, it's a feud. it's a it's a blood oath of vengeance and death and dancing. Now, I guess we should also point out that you know due to 
uh, scheduling whoopsies. <laughs> As we were told, our interview was going to be at 11 a.m. His autograph signing didn't end until 11.30. That was when he was scheduled. And As is the nature of convention. Yeah, sometimes flubs happen. Unfortunately. <laughs> no matter how tight a ship you run, yes. it happens. Now, what also happened at 7... Well, it's supposed to happen at 11.30. Um, was my manga you need to buy right now panel. Um, technically, it was even more manga you should buy right now, but... And I thought to myself, well, I could start the panel on time and not get this interview. Or... I can get this interview and then run the panel a bit late. I chose that option because Momocon has a really interesting way of scheduling panels. They actually give you an hour and 30 minutes to do a panel in. And the idea is that the last 15 minutes of your panel, you should have wrapped it up by that point Mm -hmm. to give the next panel those initial 15 minutes to set up. So really, the panels are only supposed to be an hour and 15 minutes long. They're just listed for a full hour and 30 minutes on schedule. I like I like the way they schedule that. Just because, you know, most people, I guess, really probably put together panels to run an hour since that's kind of the standard. So, you know, if you can only go an hour, that's half an hour for somebody to set up. I mean... Yeah. And so I got there right about noon, and I ran it full about 45 minutes. I ended between 1.45 and 1, or or right before 1, either at 12.45 or at 12.50. You know, so it was plenty of time for the next panel to get get in there and set up. Which is good, because right after that, I crashed Darius's panel, uh, Must See Shoujo. Hmm. And Darius is the video room director at AWA. Um, the man knows his stuff. No matter what stuff it is, he will know it when he panels about it. And this was just covering a bunch of shoujo that he likes, and I got to pitch it via random factoids. Cool. Which was fun. We showjoed it up. It was cool. It was somewhat weird in that it was two guys... Talking about girls' anime, but you know, hey, whatever, it works. We're 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 a progressive nation. We we do not succumb to your gender stereotypes. Yeah, we're a progressive, cool Nippon enthusiast generation. Every time you say cool Nippon, I think of that one video you played. And you're supposed to. Yeah. Because EDB. 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 We're, we're a cool Nippon generation. And you can get girls to put bananas in their mouths. Wow. So what did y'all do? We did a lot of nothing until Simpsons with Mike Reese. Yes. Which was just fantastic. Yes, that was... Uh, go ahead. Um, I don't know, like he... It was nearly a Rob Paulson level... Yes, like... Of awesomeness. It was kind of half stand-up, half Q&A. Yeah. Because, I mean, because I, I like when you get... When they get, like, first off, really good guests, which he just seemed like a really cool guy. I, I, oh, man, I would love to have interviewed him. Um, but someone that's been in the industry for forever. I mean, the dude's yeah. worked on The Simpsons since the beginning. He also uh, worked on The Critic. Yeah, co-creator of The Critic, has 
worked for a lot of movies and not afraid to trash anything apparently like he he must have immunity in Hollywood because he can pretty much say whatever he wants yeah that's true I, some of it was good natured some of it was a little bit pointed as I remember but he <laughs> he was pretty funny and he had a lot of good stories like even like if somebody asked a question that was only kind of so-so you know he could turn that into well that reminds me of this story yeah and like there, there was no there, there was no question. I mean, granted, the questions weren't too bad actually, but there was no question that if it were a little mundane, he couldn't rescue from the brink. Of I was going to say crappy. in writers' panels, you don't get a lot of. Can you do this voice? <laughs> no. That yeah, thank God. That's the other good thing about industry people that aren't voice actors is you cannot possibly get the question I'm... of how can I become a voice actor, I'll, and if you do. That person's a retard and needs to be escorted from the building. Okay. Have him a voice actor. You get an agent. You take auditions. If they like you in the auditions, they'll give you the role. Done. Now you never have to ask that question again. Ever. Lucky you. We Are you in time. L.A. or uh, Houston? Or Vancouver. Or, Vancouver. or New York. No? Well. <laughs> get to driving. <laughs> but. Time the most important there. question. Unless you're Micah Solisod. In which case, it was a very long drive. Thankfully, <laughs> he owns the Mach 5, and so we can drive underwater. It's a joke because he originally was from Hawaii. Which, if you're a regular listener to the Awesome Cast, and you probably aren't because we haven't updated in a year, you would know that. <laughs> and if you took any kind of geography in school, you would know that Hawaii is an island. Hawaii is an island? Hawaii is an island. And if you knew your dictionary, you would know an island is a landmass surrounded by water. By water? Not Kool-Aid? If you know your science, you'll know that water is made up of two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. Shut up, nerd. Okay. And you can mix that with Kool-Aid. I didn't know how oh, I didn't know you could mix water with Kool-Aid. And sweet Mexican cream. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet Mexican. I didn't know how cream. far we were going with the joke. Sorry. I don't we're, going to my sw- we're going to sweet Mexican crank. Sweet, oh, we, sweet. I don't know how we can leave that. At least we would be awake. Oh, we're about to flip this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see the pool? <laughs> they flip the bitch. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Oh, oh dear God. So. So, Simpsons of Micro is very, 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 very excellent. Mostly Q&A, but very fun. Very insightful. Want to interview the guy. Yes. We need to see about making that happen. Mm-hmm. I bet we can. S- stay tuned to that. Maybe. <laughs> so what'd you do, Kevin? What was your next panel? What was your first, first panel you did after, after this first, break? First, next, seventh. Uh, nah. um, I went to the... Well, the only thing I really went to that you weren't around was the Mass Effect Q&A panel. So you didn't get to the AKB48? No, I didn't. What was that? I didn't read the... I, I could have read the program, but I'm lazy. Well, AKB48 is an en masse Japanese yeah. idol singer It seemed pretty group. full, actually, so yeah, I didn't want to try to squeeze in there. I'm sure there's plenty of Fedora Force in effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're like, they're a Fedora Force in effect. They're idols. They're like a gang of idol singers in Akihabara in Japan. There was originally 48 of them. Now so, there's a metric shit ton. So it's like Menudo? Except all girls. 
So it is Menudo? Is it like a <laughs> rotating lineup or something? Is Ricky uh, Martin in Well, there's usually at any given time... <coughs> or is it like bu- Coral? They, as a group, yes, they usually perform. At any given time, there's usually a set of them at their theater, Nakiabara. There's a set of them doing an interview somewhere, and there's a set of them touring somewhere, usually at any given time. And there are, there are idols that you can touch. Yeah. Oh, or meet. Well, well they, they have handshake. For a price? Yeah, they have handshake. Yeah, now, sure they can't date men. That's oh, one of yeah, the those were the ones who were in the news recently. Hey, and there's also no sex in the champagne room, but we know how that works out. <laughs> no, Well, no, no, no. If, if they do, you know... That's get a paddling. That's a paddling. <laughs> they get, they get kicked, kicked, uh, they get kicked out of the group. Yeah. And publicly shamed, and Otaku's in the death threats. Because Japan has a huge Madonna whore complex. It, it sounds like it. Japan. What hell? You know, I don't often say this, but I'm, I'm, you know, what hell I'm proud of American culture. We're not that weird. Not that bad. Ish. There's a lot of okay. Conversation. Reality TV is terrible, but at least we don't we publicly shame. I would point out that there was a blog post recently somewhere about a guy who said, "I'm a cosplay boyfriend," and that that he mentioned that he he has seen a lot of cosplayer girls. They will mention their boyfriends while they're doing their cosplay stuff. The theory possibly being it makes them seem more available, therefore they'll get more fans. That, yeah, okay. I'm so, talking about general American culture, not like American cause, or, you know, con. No, I am talking to our geek, cool Nippon nation. Creepy Americans is, is the political oh, correct term. Now, that. how true that story was, I don't know. But I'm just saying there is a possibility of a larger conversation one might have about this sort of phenomenon. That And with those people's parents. And, well... That gets into a lot of other things, like the whole fakey girls. Yeah, it is a huge conversation, one that really, really cannot have. Yeah, we should probably not be trying to have it at three in the morning. No, but uh, so you saw the stars of Mass Effect? Yes, which was um, two of the development team, and I'm not even sure which two they were. Both (laughs) Shepard and Steve Bloom crashing the party as as a grunt. No, did he? Act as grunt the whole time, or is he just Steve? Uh, not a hundred percent of the time, but most of the time he opened his mouth, he was talking in grunt character, which was kind of awesome. Um, and it became very clear that despite that, he doesn't really play the game, so it was sort of funny. Um, but <laughs> however, uh, 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 Shepard, Mark Mir, he does play the games. He plays the shit out of the games, and he was always ready to tackle a game question. Um, but it was to be, sadly, it was a lot of the usual Q&A stupid questions, like, can you say this or that? Can, you know, um, repeatedly asking questions that they had said, we don't really have the people here to answer that question. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, Fem Shep, uh, she's, she sounds like Fem Shep in real life most of the time, pretty much. Mark Mir, not so much, but he can do the Shepherd voice when he wants. <laughs> or the Vorcha voice, apparently. <laughs> So what'd you guys do next? Uh, let's see. I'm relying on you because oh, my phone is This down. was a weird Okay, this is a two parter. Because we went to Avatar and Korra, um, bending with the yes. masters. And that was uh oh, 
Sifu Rodriguez, Sifu Kisu, and uh, Steve Bloom. The and that was in main events. The issue was we were having to sit toward the back, and they were having some some fairly serious sound difficulties. Like uh, Sifu Rodriguez, his mic pretty much never worked, and we were in there for I don't know, like twenty minutes, maybe thirty yeah. minutes. They finally but, improved it a little bit, but... But it's one of those things where unless the room was dead quiet, you the only person you could hear that was using the microphone correctly was the moderator. Yeah. Um, because everybody else would be... Because you pretty much had to have your face right up on the mic to be able to be heard in the back. And everybody else was looking around or looking at each other as they talked, so you'd hear snippets. And... I... It had the potential, and then then it started turning into Q and A, and at that point you couldn't hear the Qs or the As, and I was like, ah, yeah, ah, this is probably gonna be, they're probably asking crappy questions anyway. Let's go next door, uh, and we went to working in animation, which so we caught the last half of it or so, and it was pretty good. Um, they had yeah. three people up there, one. Two of them worked on Squidbillies. Mm-hmm. One of them had worked on, I think, King of the Hill, Family Guy, and possibly some Disney. I'm, I'm sure if we looked at the so. guests and the, uh, but that was pretty interesting. That was that was very industry oriented. You know, yeah. Like, a lot of the questions were from people who were studying animation and kind of over your head if you're a layman. But it's kind of cool to. At least listen in. That was a, that's where I found myself. Is that it was interesting, but yeah, a lot of it was like, man, this is information that is either over my head, or if I do kind of get what they're going for, Gerd saying, I I can never use make practical use. I of do that love that Momocon has so many panels like that. Yeah, that, you know, very industry um, specific. Um. Which which really works because Atlanta has a bunch of different kind of cons. Yeah. And because it's such a big metropolis, you're going to get a lot of people. And there's also a, a, a satellite of SCAD here. And mm-hmm. there is the, you have uh, the game companies. Yeah, you have the you know, arts animation studios. They named two or three. So this is the kind of populace and the kind of environment that you really can have these kind of really nitty-gritty, yeah. you know... Working, you know, panels. It was kind of funny how many of the... Because as we came in, that was the Q&A portion. I don't know if it was from the beginning or not, but we came in during the Q&A portion. How many of the questions started with, I go to SCAD. Yeah. And every time we said that the, the, squid, the guy in the middle the, from Squidbillies, it would be, so I go to SCAD, how do you like it? And then they'd go on with the... Re- then... I don't know if they ever, if anybody ever actually answered that question, or they just went on with the. With the rest I don't of know. I know they got into some of it. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna comment. Like, just go ask recent graduates. You know, they weren't. I don't think they wanted to take sides on you know any particular school. But oh name, no, and they, they named some other ones throughout the country as well. But um, I don't know that. The Squidbillies team seems really cool because, like, for example, they were talking that. Um, you know, when they assign out the animation tasks, like, if people don't feel comfortable doing yeah. something, you know, doing a particular scene, they won't have to animate it, which, for something like Squidbillies, as offensive as that can get, seems well, and the like, guy, and the guy was really even, cool. Yeah, the guy was even talking about how, it's like, 
They're talking about uh, Squid Jesus. Yeah. It's like, he's an asshole. If I've got an animator that's that's big into Jesus, I, I'm not going to assign that, animating that to that person. He can then instead animate Mormon Jesus. Yes. But he will take all, what was it, like, all, all the, the scenes with of, Squid Devil or, or something, something. And also, like, shooting the sheriff or something. Yeah. <laughs> something, I don't know. That was interesting, though. Yes. What was the next thing you did? Um, I ate dinner. It was pretty. Ah, eh, it was kind of crap. I went to the uh, the food mall, the mall food court, food. and it was it was it was crappy mall food. But that's you know, where we've eaten pretty much. I'm every actually mail. like I I like having that available. Oh, it is nice. Now that said, uh, Friday we did get to go to Gibbons, which is the Irish pub in the same mall, and the Irish pub is awesome. Oh, really? Had a, one of the best shepherd's pie I've had in forever. Damn it. I tried to go there twice, like at Dragon Con. There was your problem. And it's always, yeah, like it's always full. Or like Friday is awesome. You go for something. lunch. Had an awesome New Holland's Dragon's Milk, which was an awesome uh, stout that was dark as my soul, so it was brilliant. And then I had a breakfast stout of some form or fashion during the pain train. That was also amazing because stouts are great. But I think the next thing I went to, unless you went to something else, was the Laugh Out Loud guys. Well, okay, before that we did hit the Sifu Kisu demonstration. Ooh, what was that yes. like? That was actually pretty good. Um, it was, like, he was he was doing some of it, but apparently um, they must have given him a very full schedule because he was saying that he had slept very, very little up to this point since he'd, since he'd been in Atlanta. But he had with him... A bunch of other teachers and students from schools, either people he had worked with or had known somewhere. Like some of them, like one of them was a school, I think, out of New York. Yeah. One of them was a school out of Houston. One of them was a school out of Atlanta. Um, And they they, had like teachers and students. Yeah. So they did a bunch of demonstrations of a bunch of different styles. It was was pretty phenomenal. The only issue, and and I have encountered this issue numerous times... um, Usually with anything that involves any kind of physical performance. So I've, I've seen it with improv. I've seen it with a lot of martial arts demonstrations. Is that a lot of the rooms just are not set up for that type of thing. And as a result, the people doing the demonstrations had two choices. If what they were going to be doing involved hitting the ground a lot, especially, they only had two choices. It was either the floor right in front of the first row where they cleared out a lot of room. And it was or see... And you basically could not see or a stage, which was, you know, the the normal, whatever it is, two feet off the ground, which is a lot better, but it was smaller and it was a hard surface. They didn't have it padded or anything. So very few people felt comfortable going up there to do their demonstrations, especially if it was going to involve them landing a lot, um, which was a shame because it meant a lot of the stuff, some of the, and, and in, in, in a few cases, like the monkey style kung fu, since it was down on the ground, unless you were in the first few rows, you just could not see it. Uh, a lot of people actually went over to the sides of the room so they could stand up. And then later on, you started getting people coming in late who would get in the middle aisle and try to crouch down. But then, especially late, the people that came after them didn't crouch. So now you had people standing in the middle of the aisle, so you really couldn't see. So that was a shame. Maybe they could do something, possibly, as... I know they have, like, in main events, they have the giant screens... They can put a camera on them. That would have yeah, been awesome. That would have been hard. It would have been hard, I think, for the cameraman because there was so much movement. But if you did like a wide shot and had a yeah. decent decent position on the camera, I don't I don't see why you couldn't do that. Um, or 
And granted, I mean, maybe they didn't have. I don't know. I didn't, Spend the cash and rent some pads. Yeah, and I, and it may be because it kind of felt like a lot of it they were, like some of it seemed planned and some of it seemed kind of on the fly. We've got more time than we need. We'll just throw stuff together. So I don't I don't know if it was a case of just nobody thought to bring any kind of any kind of mats or or what. That would have been nice, but it, um, oh. They were really cool, and and seeing Sifu Kisu do some of his stuff that that was really nice, um, and uh, Sifu Rodriguez was really interesting because he's a really he's a big guy, like he's us size, um, which for people us who don't who haven't seen us that's big, and the dude is a master of I can't remember what the style was. I they said it was the remember. the style that was that was um, practiced uh, by the Imperi- Chinese imperial bodyguards. It's one of the ma- it's mantis something. Yeah, northern but, mantis. I don't know. It's a, it's a very like mantis. it's a very um, uh, sort of close range style, and and the dude was just as big as he was. He didn't have to move very much. It was all basically in the arms. Like somebody came to attack him, and, he, and then they were just down on the ground. And like, what just happened? Um, <laughs> that was. That was pretty cool, um, and and that was up on the stage, so we could see it. So yeah, that that was a shame, but again, I I was afraid that could happen, um, just because I've seen it so many times where, where there are situations where people have to be out on the floor, especially in a big room, because that was in one of the larger panel room panel rooms. Um, so I wasn't terribly surprised by it. It was a shame, but but what, what we saw was very good. So after that, then I think you went to Homestuck as a Suburban. I think we were all in the Homestuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, where we, else would we, 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 we were? In our call, we were in our Homestuck costumes. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's of, the best we thing were, at every anime convention. Oh, yeah, we are Stuckers from way back, or Homers, or Homies. Well, I would like to point <laughs> out that Momocon is a multi-genre convention. So Homestucks aren't really out of place here. And except in the sense that they're out of place everywhere. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad someone said it. In the well, sense that there is, in the sense that there is no, in the sense that there is no level of society that is willing to take them in. So, anyways, laugh out improv. Yeah, guys, oh, you went. We saw only the last few minutes of that because um, we were being harangued by um, some dude named after an herb and a guy oh, named yeah. Kevin. At, 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 at this booth for this for this convention that I've never heard of. Yeah, Szechuan Con. Yeah, Szechuan Con. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You know, the Holy Book Convention. Yeah, Save the Whales Con. Yeah, Sarah Jo Con. Um, but we caught the last few minutes of Laugh Out Loud, and again, it was the a very similar situation to the Sifu Kisu demonstration, being that you can't really mic people that are a bunch of people that are moving around a lot. You know they don't have the mic system to, to mic those people, so you either had to be close. We moved came in and that the room back. was full. Yeah, that room was it almost could have been. Laugh out loud, they can draw a crowd. Okay, now my question is, if they had at least one wireless microphone that they could hold, would that have helped? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think. I, th- I think I th- to make that work, you needed multiple lapel mics. Okay. That's the only way I can think because it's just, yeah. Some some games, depending on the game, some games will allow for even mics with stands. It's not a big deal, but so many games require so much movement and interaction, and you might be facing, you know, 
because of some turn or another, you might not be like completely facing the crowd, even though you know the, the general improv training is you know they, one of the things they teach you is you know how to make sure that you can be heard. It might get in the way. Yeah, of but the, to... but the issue is just the size of the room is a very long room, um, and it was a full room. So, but what little we caught of it, and I, I wish we caught more because I I really. I really love those guys. I think they do a really, really good job. Well, you'll get a, a chance to in the near future because they're going to be at the Huntsville and Madison Anime Convention, known as Hamacon. <coughs> Elf plug. <clears throat> oh, I've heard of Hamacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full of um, pork and uh, pork byproducts. I'm I'm still waiting for you to use my idea. Uh, I keep telling them we need to serve barbecue. Like I'm, I'm trying. We actually had this great idea that we're not had a chance to do was we're going to do a special like premium package where you get like the t-shirt and the lanyard and everything together. I also wanted to throw in a bottle of barbecue sauce. Yes. And we were going to relabel them. Yes. Like, and it was going to say just like the uh, con mama used to buy in stores. I love this. But we, we didn't do it, so. Damn it. Like, but it was a brilliant idea. I I'm also pulling to have outside the convention space a like whole pig roasting on a spit. That's pulling for it. <laughs> I was gonna say, considering that the convention space is, has issues with you know outside food. No, nope. hey, gonna... hey, hey, that food is still outside. There is a park outside. <laughs> uh huh. I think well, Huntsville's getting more and more food trucks. Like as time has gone on, we'll see. I'm, I'm not saying it'll never happen. It'll probably never happen. Hamacon but picnic. I'm not going to say it'll never happen. Hamacon picnic. Hamacon family picnic. Ideas, ideas. Anyway, so this is not about Hamacon. Possibly the best um, small time, mid sized anime con you could possibly go to in the southeast ever. And it's the only thing in Alabama worth seeing. That's not true. There's 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 Comic Con. And wait, where is Comic Con? Wait, 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 wait. Where is Comic Con? Birmingham. There we go. Now you just found the fatal flaw. We we have a great center full of rockets that you can come see. And it's an insect killing true. Museum. Yeah, I was gonna say I learned something new that, that you guys have an insect killing museum. Oh, we do. We do have an insect like yeah. Pest control has an insect killing museum. That's that's totally true. Um, speaking of killing insects, um, XDR. Which Good segue. Is, which is a new, which is not a new, it's an old clip show. <laughs> um, not quite as old as the pain train overall, but it's still, it's been many, uh, it's years in the making. Um, uh, our buddies at um, Say What You Want Con, uh, Mark and Drew, <laughs> uh, they run a panel called XDR, which is a clip show, much like the pain train or Anime Hell or Panel of Doom or what have you. But what they do, and what's a really neat twist on it, is they have this video mixing board. And so that allows them to pick out two clips and they can, you know, sort of interject the two clips in, inside of each other however they want to. Crazy live transitions. Which is, which once they get the setup working, and that sometimes can take a little bit because you would think that you would know, once you know the setup, you could set it up every time, but technology doesn't actually work that way. No. And so, but once I get it set up, it's awesome, it's neat, it's totally... You really, I don't see anybody else doing it. It's really... And this is where Momocon's scheduling 
really, really comes good for some people. Yeah. Getting that extra time for setup. Yeah. But. And, uh, well, XDR also is the last panel, uh, panel, not piano. Piano. Um, of the night. And Mark is also the late night programming director. So he can technically stay as late as he wants. For all we know, the panel could still be going on right now. Probably is. Uh, but it's it's a good clip show. They they play funny clips. They make good commentary. They do their neat mixing thing. It's a good time. They, they try don't to get the crowd involved. You know, they, they they don't shut up the one guy that really needs to be shut up. Yeah, yeah that guy was annoying. But I hate to, I hate to say the it. guy like at the end of our row. Yeah, who yes. was cosplay? Yay, stuff. I'm drunk. Yes, he was painfully. To drunk. be fair, I think. The, the panel ended up turning us all into that guy because every time someone walked by the door... No, 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 that was, but that was at the behest of the people running the panel. True. That does not make you that guy. When you are doing what the panel uh, moderator is asking you to do... Yeah, because, you know, I'm think they had as many or possibly more people than the pain train. The difference is, I was in a smaller room. In my room, I packed it, and in fact, I had people standing in the back. Yeah, pretty much the whole time... Until, like, 15 minutes before I finally ended the thing. And that's when I was already 30 minutes past my normal time. Because I was also the last panel of that night. And so people were finally like, alright, I'm kind of done watching videos. I'm going to go to sleep. And, but, you know, until that point, it was a packed room. I could certainly use a bigger room next year. Jess and Chris, just saying. Hint, hint. Um, Whereas they had a much larger space because they were in a bigger panel room. And it was again, it was that long panel room. And so whenever someone walked by the doorway, there was still always plenty of space because it was a really big room. So they would always call people in. And that was, you, you kind of sometimes have to be aggressive on that because you've got to get your people. You know, you've got cool clips. You know, they're going to laugh. So, but you got to get them in the door. What does XDR stand for? I don't know anymore. Okay. I knew it like four years ago. When I first heard of the panel, they were running it at um, Sega Master System Con uh, four years ago. So, flip <laughs> the bitch. good old Sonic the Hedgehog yes. Con. Yeah, Summer of Our Youth is a pretty fun con. <laughs> you don't know how actual that's that's actually a rough translation of what the actual name of the con is. If you were to translate. Summer or springtime of youth into cool Nippon language, <laughs> you would get. Station! You would get. Station Con! Is what you would get. <laughs> and that has been it so far. Um, now we are current with. Oh, we went up to a hotel room to record a podcast. And now, now we are current we are here. with what we know. This, so, what's been going on with you guys out this there? This is now. We are seeing and hearing now. Right? We're, we're in now, now. Not like now, now. Or now, now. They're there. Where are they? Then. Now. Okay, Kevin, that was... When little, will then that was be now? too cool. Soon. Little too cool. It was a little, almost a little frozen. <laughs> Nippon. Like, Chili Nippon. Let, let, let's get back to more of a lukewarm, possibly. a. Um... For some reason, I think uh, cool Nippon is to uh, Nippon as Murica is to America. 
I think that's glorious, Nippon, for you're going for that. And Jesus is to Jesus. Yes. Mormon Jesus. So. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think I've, I can actually see in your eyes where I Mormon broke your Jesus. brain. Just saying, Mormon Jesus. And you just went and kind of... <laughs> no, that wasn't a break. It was like... Mormon Jesus. <laughs> that, was, that was glimmer. Um, Mormon Jesus. That was shiny keys jingling. Yet yeah, that. You'll always get me there. <laughs> With Mormon Jesus. Oh, Mormon Jesus. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> it, it's late. Da, 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 so, da, da. Sunday. What are you looking forward to? Uh, uh, things. Many, many wonderful sleeps. This is where I would open uh, up my app if, uh, oh, if there's, my battery was uh, not dead. I'm kind of hoping to catch the best damn mech fights ever. They, but, uh, at least some of it. If things... I know I definitely want to check out the Bioware panel. Well, yes, obviously. Because I'm pretty sure that it's going to be you know the, the developer guys again, and I really yeah. want to. I want to see them talk. And the Flash cool. Animation Workshop might be interesting. This going to be run by one of the guys, I believe, um, that was doing the... Squid? Yeah, the animation Squids. industry. Or, and I, I know the, what is the Sephiroth, Kabbalah, and anime. I'm sure that's going to be a good panel. If you rewind back to GMX, I believe we talked about it in that review, because the girl really knew her stuff. Um, she had a really neat way of communicating it. Um, she was in a very unique position to do so. If you'd like to hear more, go back to the GMX podcast, and I'm sure I told you all about it then. Is, is it actually up? Yes, y'all edited it. Oh, good. Uh, I mean... I forget. Oh, there's another Mike Reese panel. That's going to be kind of late, but... Oh, that's tempting. And breaking into the game industry, that sounds pretty good. I'm just I'm just looking at the schedule and saying things that might be good based on just the name. Well, I'm sure that we can say um, authoritatively they were, all, they were all amazing panels. They were, weren't they? They will be. They are. And I mean, this Italia roundtable discussion must must have been just. We were all there, and we were all dressed as Italy. Just. No, was... not the character, of the country. I'm glad thinking. no one screamed pasta. It was just super califragilisticexpialidocious con. The oh. con that's quite atrocious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even please. if you say the name, I'm looking forward to sugar sugar con. <laughs> it is. It is very much a scrumptious con. Um, Shakaka. <laughs> Shakaka con. So, <laughs> in review. Momocon, two thousand, not twelve, but thirteen. Mm. Pretty good con. Yeah, would do so again. Uh, yes, they they definitely know their stuff, and mm-hmm. it's 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 enjoyable. Always enjoyable. I I can't say too much, as I helped with the signage and stuff, and I know the con chairs pretty well. So I am totally not a unbiased source. But if you want to come to have a good time, you could do worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could go worse. to Dragon Con. Yes. I've sworn off Dragon Con. Uh, I'm, I I'm enjoy a, it. Whatever. Screw you. I, I am a fan of Momocon. This is only our second year coming to it. Um, I think Momocon does a really good job 
of doing the multi-con, the multi-genre thing. Yes. But it still has the homey anime con feel. Yes. Yes. Exactly so. Like, it definitely still feels like it's a fans convention. Um, ran and done by fans. It feels homey. It feels nice. But it still has that breadth yeah. of content that, you know, you, you would get in like a larger con. And I'm not saying MomoCon is small. Like, I'm pretty sure they cracked 10,000 people this year. Really? They are not a small con. Um, but they, they've got, you know, it's, it's like the breadth of anime coverage I have at AWA, but it's, you know, a more generalized mm-hmm. yeah. thing. And it feels, I wouldn't say there's tracks, because I don't feel like there's, like, areas that you go to for this only, you know, this stuff. But this they stuff. do have, like, you know, art. They they had a lot of costuming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they've got a bunch of different things representing. Yeah, they've yeah. got the programming without actually calling it tracks. Right. Exactly. Which I like to say, I feel is a very anime con thing to do and not quite your traditional sci-fi con. Yeah. Which... There's, it's that's totally cool. I really enjoy GMX, and I'm glad they're doing it. But Mobocon does present a different experience at the table, and since I go to a bunch of different cons every year, it's nice to have that. Yeah. And the cool thing, as much as I hate Georgia, um, the cool thing about it being in Atlanta is there's so much crossover with the staffs of other conventions, so you get a lot of people that know what they're doing. Running it and and running the panels and all that good junk, and and Jess is is a mad genius. So oh, and don't and, and Chris, you know Stucky is also he is equally a mad genius in Stucky, just different ways. Stucky is a, is is a man that will put up with Jess, and that's that's all that needs to be said. And that's all that will be said because. God damn, it's late at night. Yep. And we had to check out in the morning. Yep. Uh, we were probably idiots for recording this when we did. Yeah. Nope. But we don't care, because we want to make sure we get this to you. This is our responsibility. This yes. year. Because we love you. And that's why I'm not editing anything. Yeah. That's right. Go to Szechuan Con. <laughs> yeah. Go to Shuck and Jive Con. Go to Shake Your Booty. Shake your booty, come or Hamacon. You shall go to Hamacon. yeah. Just go to Hamacon instead. I mean, two also. Yeah, also, yeah. I mean, I go to both. Yeah. And if you want to be cool like me, you would be like, I want to go to bar- beautiful barbecue pig butt con, <laughs> and Sugar- stop gap. To stupendous, not stupidity. That'd be that'd be mean. Sequ- sequestration con, showgirl con. I'd go to showgirl con. That probably exists. <laughs> we need to talk to, to the station chartreuse con. There we go. Sure. I'm a big fan of chartreuse con. It's it's so transparent. Mm-hmm. You, you know exactly it's, what you're getting when you can so, find it. So greenish yellow. Good stuff. Mm. All right. I'm hitting the stop button. Until next time, dear true believers, I was John, and I play fighting games. And I like the Dro.
drow, whatever you call those stupid elves. Those stupid elves. Now let's find a pool and flip the bitch. <laughs> We're going to go down to the hotel pool and flip that bitch. That's like in the middle of the hotel. It's not like the bottom floor. It's like in the middle. It's, it's really in a weird spot. Anyways, until next time, we flip the bitch out. Doom do 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 doom do 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 doom do 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 doom Something gold has already happened. Many gold things. Yeah, I mean, we 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 would have won the Olympics. Yes. Oh yeah, the Olympics of terror. We would have totally USA those Olympics. Yeah, like you know. So or Soviated them. I don't know. Did the Soviets do well? Depends on the year. We don't. Again, and then and the number of steroids. Again, we, no yeah. one calls them the Soviets anymore. Point point is point is sweet and sour or orange chicken nachos would be fantastic. Agree or agree? Disagree. Yes, and then extra. Amazing! Would they did take those nachos and they make them into Taco Bell shells? Wait, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So although although when you taco when you Taco Bell taco shellize a product, it becomes worse. Let's be honest. So Doritos Locos tacos not as good as regular Doritos. But what you're suggesting is that in the future. All snack foods will become taco, taco shells, Bell's, taco bell, taco shells. Yes. Okay. Then we live in demolition man. Does any of us really I'm, want that? I'm okay I'm, once we get to the no, once we get to the quiche Lorraine taco bell taco shell, that I think we've quiche gone. I think, we've, I think we've crossed. I think any food. Eventually, every Taco Bell will turn every food into a taco shell. Yeah, and then uh, fill it with with quote unquote meat <laughs> and cheese. It came from, and eventually, it's me. It's the you know the Taco Bell's going to eat its own he- head when they release a Taco Bell flavored shell. Taco Bell. Why have they Taco not done Bell that? Doritos flavored. Yeah, there was a taco flavor at one point, or late night taco. Like, well, no, this will they'll take the, the taste of the fake glass meat and the couple of light sprinklings of vegetables, and they'll turn that flavor into a taco shell. I honestly. I, I'm just going to call it. That's brilliant. That is that is the ultimate evolution of Taco Bell. And fill that taco shell with more so-called meat and a little bit of vegetables. But eventually they'll double shell it with some cheese and some cheese cement. Yeah. To to magnify the crunchitude. It's kind of what they do nowadays. They have like a dollar menu that is basically like we got beans, we got rice, we got shells, we got cheese. Let's just combine them in different ways. Well, hold on. If we're honest, their entire menu revolves around five ingredients combined different ways. Okay, yeah, that's true. But and and I let's see. That's because that's tortillas. They've got so-called meat. They've got. Beans. Hey, hey, they've got more than one type of so-called meat. There's beef and chicken. Those are the same animal in Taco Bell. I, I'm pretty sure those those two products are I made from the same the animal. I know the farming industry being what it is. You know, genetic engineering, blah blah blah. But they've it's probably they're min- technically different. It's it's probably Minotaur meat, if we're honest. <laughs> because as we all know, Minotaurs, the bottom half is 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 very dark, very red meatish. The top half, very very white meat. Um, are these like? Chicken 
cow minotaurs, or are you saying we're eating human? Well, no, they're not human. They're minotaurs. They, they, there's human DNA in them, sure. But I mean, okay, okay. Let's just be honest. Test some Taco Bell meat and try not to find human DNA. I dare you. I, I double dare you right now. I mean, half the time it's their employees, anyways. You know, sometimes they need to get a little more meat well, out there. Hey, that's their that's their quote unquote retirement plan. Don't don't spoilers. <laughs> You've been with Taco Bell fifty years. Here's your here's your retirement plan. Walk into this room. I swear it's not a grinder. Ignore the. You're certainly a well seasoned employee. <laughs> We've been slathering you with Taco Bell juices for years upon years now. Well, think about it. I mean, think about the number of, of uh, the amount of taco sauce you're going to get on your person working at Taco Bell. Yeah. And it's, you're probably infused with it. Yeah, they have a marination program. It's probably just easier to eat there, you know, on your lunch break, and you probably get an employee discount. And you are what you eat. Therefore, they're already technically taco meat. So it's not even murder. It's just they're the natural sure evolution of things. Wow. Taco Bell is how the world ends, isn't it? Well, how human humanity well, ends. I mean, was that not already a given? Actually, in a certain manner of speaking, fast food was going to be our end one way or another. A little more direct in this, in this instance. Uh, our need for really crappy food in a minute or less. This is it what, drives you to things. A minute? Yeah. This is what I happened. I would be pissed if it took a minute. That's, uh... That, that, is, that is unreasonable. That's wrong. One minute? We're that, Americans. That, that food cost a dollar. Yes. And has the nutritional... All the nutrition you need for at least two days. For a dollar, I think I'm entitled to to more. Yeah. To faster service. I mean, a dollar. That's 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 a whole piece of folding money. That's that's not even that's not even clinky money anymore. It's true. We're... Yeah, a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I I want my human meat taco in in twenty seconds. I think is reasonable. Am I being am I being unreasonable? Am I what, being too reasonable? What happens? Just reasonable. When enough? is it? When is Taco Bell going to also team up with Little Caesars for hot and ready taco pizzas? Okay, now this is this is legitimately making me angry. Because I went to a Taco Bell slash Pizza Hut and could not get a taco pizza. <laughs> the hell. If you're going to put two restaurants in one building, you've got all the ingredients. You are damn well going to make whatever I want that's a fusion of those two cuisines. If I see a KFC Taco Bell, I it's want over. a fried Podcast, chicken burrito. Uh, this is done. I can't. Really. Yes. Really. Yes. Really. Yes. Flip more tables. Like. Please do. Those tables needed flipping. Let's be honest. Gravity demands table flipping. It's a uh, universal uh, constant. Come see me at booth number four. Tell, tell me that I'm asking too much for a taco pizza. You are not. You're not. I Personal taco pizza. If all you're doing is taking a cheese pizza and laying two tacos across it and then slicing it, fine. Do whatever you got to do to cut corners. I want my taco pizza. And I know, and I do not want to order a personal pizza and two tacos and do it my damn self. I'm not paying to do it my damn self. I'm paying a wage slave to do that for me. Yeah, and see, that's that's really the problem. Like, if if we did fast food the old way, where you know so uh, master craftsmen would train apprentices, then they would give that sort of personalized service. But you know, in today's fast food, fast food world, industrialized fast fast food, it's what we've come to. 
There's no, there's no, it's a McDonaldization of fast food. Yeah, you don't get, you don't get the half-ass service you expect anymore. You, I mean, if if you're lucky, you're getting a quarter ass. Usually, it's like, and the taco contains a about fifth. a quarter ass. Well, yeah, yeah. If you go to the wrong Taco Bell, you might get a fifth of ass in your taco. It's true. Ah, taco pizza. Taco pizza might be the greatest fusion cuisine of all time until they invent sushi pizza. I was thinking, you know, going, wrapping it all back around. Taco orange chicken pizza. Ooh. Taco orange chicken. Okay, I want to make that happen. I want to make that happen so bad. I think you're just talking about an orange chicken wrap. Flattened. Oh, no, 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 no. Unless it has taco seasoning, in which case, uh, what would need to? Have, kind of, well, you would have you would have seasoned taco meat. You'd have yeah. orange chicken. You would have a cheese of some kind. It would be the nacho can cheese. Sprinkle some fried rice on top. <laughs> Little tomato sauce. I, I'm, I'm for this. Man. Why? Why is Epic Meal Time has 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 let me down? They they thought they were doing it big time, but but they were not. They were not. You you may need Kevin to go run your panel for about half an hour. Or by the time you get there, nobody will be there. I'm pretty sure you can you can you can bullcrap people for half an hour. Just say, I'm Basil. I'm here to talk about manga. Um, here's the mangas I've been reading. And then just, don't even talk about manga. Just talk about whatever and just say it's manga. Because James Harley, they probably made it somewhere in Japan. Yeah, I mean, everything has been manga-ized. They made a manga of Angelique, and I don't mean the Angelique you usually see the game series. I mean the French romance novel series from, like, the late it's, 19th century. Um, that is weird. That is very weird. <laughs> yes. Hey, you guys, need to wait for a little bit. Mark's going to be here about 11.30. Okay. Um, I just got a note, so thank you for the occasion. Uh, but we only have, like, a couple more minutes today. Cool. I wonder if there's, like, somebody programming-wise who should say, hey, I'm... I don't know. <laughs> so What's... your manga panel, which was... <clears throat> Submitted, I, then canceled, then submitted, then canceled, then submitted again is now canceled. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hold on. Hold on. In, in this, yeah, in this kid, it, here's the thing. It's very empowering because you have taken the reins back from Jess. You were like, Jess, I, I let you schedule it, unschedule it, schedule it, unschedule it, schedule it, unschedule it, and accidentally keep it on the schedule. But you know what? Now the basil is in charge. I'm master of my own destiny. You are not the boss of me. I'm terribly sorry. Please don't hit me. Well, hit me a little. I've canceled it again. <laughs> I, I have canceled the uncancelable. I am Basil, the unstoppable thing, or the immovable object. Unstoppable I would, force. I would say I would hang here for the interview or run there, but the equipment is here, no matter how you look at it. But you can just bullcrap, I'm telling you. Talk about what, um, oh, crap, what's that porn series? Uh, something does Bangkok. What, I mean, if, um, if you would go, I mean, just say, hey, we're in interview, interview right now. He'll be here just a little bit late. If you guys want to come back around noonish, say, so let's, re- let's reschedule this panel for noonish. We're, it's Saturday. We're all a little hungover. It's fine. 
I cannot remember the name of that. Something that... Nobody remembers that? Emil does Bangkok? No. Um, nobody? 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 The unscrupulous merchant, right? You, you are, you, you are all, so you are all useless. Right? Oh, I was, I'm just kind of kidding about that. You are all, oh. you are all worthless, and I'm going to have to look uh, that up at some I'm, point. Right. 11.30. Um, you know it's a good name? Esmeralda. There I said it. It's a pretty good game. Name. Game. Is it a game? It might if be if a, not, it should be. It's a game now. It is now. We just, we just, we just, we just, we just developed that. Let's kick, let's kickstart it. Before, before Kickstarter is, uh, no longer cool. Yeah, I'll throw it together. Did you hear about Rift Tracks? Have you been watching the Rift Tracks Kickstarter by any chance? No, not at all. Uh, Yes. What are they up to now? Because I haven't checked in about a week. I know they were well past their goal. Yeah, because they'd set it for like, I think, was it 55,000? And the last I checked it was just under 155,000. And that was after, what, a week? Yeah, they're trying to get enough money to like let uh, Summit Media Media let them license Twilight to actually do a live track showing for Twilight. So yeah, if you're because it's going to like the twenty seventh. So assuming this gets up before then, go go throw them some money because I, I'm if I'm sorry I'm sure if anybody were to listen to this they would two hundred thirteen thousand two hundred thirteen thousand you you you're in Ferrari territory. They could just say screw Twilight, we're going to buy a Ferrari and I'll share it between the three of us. But you know what? They're not doing that because they're they're upstanding fellows. And I'm sure anyone listening to this would know what Rift Tracks is. It is. It, if you don't, I'm not going to explain uh, it. Now it's disappointed that they're not going with Ferrari. You, you could have a video of them just licking the Ferrari for like ten minutes. Did you say licking or licking? Licking. Well, that's what I would do with a Ferrari. Well, yeah. I mean, is there anyone among us that if you could afford a Ferrari, wouldn't the first thing you do not drive it, not sit in it? You would go up to the hood, lay on it, and just do a long, slow lick up the hood, not the windshield because that would be dirty. That would be, that would be, that would be filthy and obscene. Roll across the hood, going oh, like Akio from the Utana movie. I am for that. We all have our dreams. And then after you do your roll, they'd be like, yeah, right. lick it. Yeah, honey. Licking a roll, rolling a lick, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then maybe drive it at some point. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hell no. Those no, things no. those things are gas guzzlers. Car without just key, key just rush. Just keep but. it in your licking room. Yeah. Yeah. They work better as as, as modern sculpture than they than perhaps <laughs> as far as practicality goes, than as a than as a conveyance to a location. As a way to get from A to B. I'm curious if anyone's going to try to actually track you down in regards to your pound. Oh, no. Everybody knows where the basil is. This is a basil-centric universe. I feel like you would notice. Galileo was the first one to posit a basil-centric universe. I have no idea. Like, I've not noticed one. But I really have really no mean, idea. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not there. I just haven't noticed them. Oh, hmm. Like, uh, some cons, you notice the staff person, because they'll, like, poke their head in and be like, you got everything you need, you know, Hookups are good, you know, that sort of stuff. But you getting hookups? Everybody comes to con for hookups. Can you go tell them when we late? <sighs> I don't really want to, but I guess I will. We'll hold the interview for you. <laughs> Jose, no wait, Kevin's not here. Ke- sorry, Kevin's not here. No, 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 no. I know you want to start. I know you got places to be, but you understand. Kevin's here, and then and then, and then Mark Mears gonna be like, you know what? You're right. Kevin's not here. I. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna be pushy, but I can't now because I have, I've accepted Kevin into my heart. Um, Kevin is the hab of, of my heart, and I cannot do this without him. I cannot go on without him. Yeah, who? Like Todd Hibbert, man, f that guy, f that guy. 
Wait, I thought his... I thought Kevin's uh, only living more than me was fake Mignogna. Why? You can't have two. You can't, like, go... No, you can have multiple mortal enemies. Nixon had a very long enemies list, and I assume that Kevin's is, is no less sure, impressive. I'm sure Nixon was also on Nixon's enemy list. He was a complicated man. Whom no one understood but his Nixon. Yeah, that's true. Hey, we're just talking about Nixon. Shut your mouth. Can you dig it? Yeah. Nixon. That's sexy. Let's keep doing that. Oh, Nixon. He did not do things. Except Gates. He liked Gates so much. Stop. That was good. That was the best Richard Nixon-based slow jam that has ever existed. I would have sex to that. I would have sex with Nixon to that. Well... What's left of him? Ah, that was a poor taste. I will, I will not lick the dead Nixon. Never lick the, never lick a dead Nixon. I'm just gonna say. But if you put him in a Ferrari, you can lick the Ferrari. The Ferrari stop short of the Nixon. Yeah, and it's gonna ruin your upholstery and probably void a warranty. Well, I mean, you'd seal them up. You know, it wouldn't be just you know just the full body. I mean, let's let's. let's you said Ziploc probably makes a bag that big. I'm sure they do. Probably get it at Kroger's. Ziploc brand body bags. Tell me why. I mean, that's just a natural evolution. Ziploc should just go into every bag imaginable, from comic bags on up to body bags. Yes, food preservation is a wonderful thing, but comics and bodies need preserving too. Keep keep your corpse fresh with Ziploc corpse bags, corpse containers. It's got corpse lock technology. Yeah, corpse lock technology trademark, but Chainsaw Buffet. So Ziploc, call me. We'll we'll arrange something. My prices are very reasonable. Ziploc makes a fine product. There, I said it. I'm gonna try to get some product placement for Ziploc. They're sending me some free bags. I'm, I'm the and then they then they send you the Zip, uh, Ziploc body bag, and you're like, man, now this is. Now I have to kill someone. No, or yeah. At the very least, I probably need to seal myself in it just to make sure it works. I'm sure well, nothing could go wrong with that scenario. Yeah, I mean, I want you to zip it up. I mean, you just, in theory, just unzip it and you'd be fine. Yeah, just like if you hide in a refrigerator, all refrigerators have a handle on the inside so you can open them. Yeah. In case you get stuck. Just like trunks. Trunks and refrigerators are like the same thing. Only one stands upright and is cold. Uh. Sometimes there's some there's some refrigerators that, that stand downright. Oh, you make a good point. You make an excellent point. 